Welcome to the Lay of the Land podcast with Dane Kennedy. I feel like I'm talking to myself over here. Stel Panayides. You, is your watch the Strava? <laughs> and Steve O'Callaghan. Can I make some valid points here? <laughs> All right, this is what happened. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of the Lay of the Land podcast with Stel, Steve and Dane. Uh, thanks for listening in for 20 episodes. And tonight we thought we would treat our listeners with a bit of a different show, got a bit of a different lineup, a bit of a different approach. But first, I'll introduce my other co-hosts. Steve, how are you going? Yeah, yeah, going pretty well, pretty well. How about you? I'm going good. Thanks for asking. Um, Danos, how are you? <laughs> yeah, doing well, mate. Excited for this new format. We thought we'd introduce a second podcast for the week. Uh, seeing as we're now in the six-week lockdown, we thought this would be a great opportunity to catch up and provide our listeners with much-anticipated content, which they've been banging down the doors, waiting for us to to jump on two episodes a week. So looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Steve, you sorry, Stel, you got something to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, Dane, if you wanted to give a bit of an introduction to what the format of the show is going to be today. Well, really, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> but what about today's show? What's that going to be about? Yeah, that's it. Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a that was a play on. If you're a Seinfeld a Seinfeld fan, uh, that is George's take on a show idea that he proposes to Jerry. Um, is that the actual? Is so that ends up being the actual show, isn't it? Seinfeld about the show. Essentially, about yeah. Essentially, uh, George wants to be a character and he is jerry is a character um but tonight's format is just going to be random we're just going to see how it evolves we like uh, we like the saying at the lay of the land studios let it evolve organically so that's what we're gonna <laughs> so that's how we're gonna run this tonight steve how's your week been you got any news for us well, not really. I mean, stage four, there's not much that really happens. Just painting and, and and going to work at home and going to sleep at home. So nothing else really happens. But I did take Murphy up to the Oval the other day for a walk, got up there, looked around. There's a few other people on the Oval wearing masks. And I was like, shit, I've forgotten my mask. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not going all the way back to the house just to get a mask. So what I did, there was a towel on the back seat but it was Murphy's like dirty dog towel, but it was all ripped. So I ripped it, ripped it off a little bit and then just became, turned it into like a little, uh, like a belt, no, not a balaclava. What's the, what's the bandana, a bandana around my face. Yeah. And then just wrapped it around my face and then just went out to the oval. It wasn't until about five minutes later, I realized how dirty this was because (laughs) I was breathing in just dirt. I I could feel the dirt going through my nose. I was like, this is probably worse than, um, actually wearing a mask in general. So, uh, but yeah, it was just, I couldn't believe I forgot the actual mask. Did you get a, did you get any strange looks? Or did no, you feel like people were staring at you? Not really, because you've, I've seen some strange masks out there. Some people just use their jumpers. Some people just use whatever they, they've got in their car. It's just, it's a bit bizarre. <laughs> I actually saw a photo on Facebook of someone, I think it was in America, and it was an old guy and he was wearing, he'd ripped his jocks and was using the elastic from his jocks around the back of his head and then his jocks for the mask. As a mask? Um, <laughs> That's it so shocking. Have, Stel, have you, have you ever had any bad experiences walking 
Kira, like walking the dog? Because Murphy got into a bit of a bit of a biffo, but have you ever had any bad experiences with Kira? Yeah, 100%. Early days when we got Kira, I was actually taking her out for a walk and Kira's a German Shepherd and one of the neighbours around the corner has an adult male German Shepherd. And for our listeners who don't know, they're, they're pretty big dogs, bigger than the females. And this dog jumped over the front yard fence and just charged towards Kira and myself. Like I said, she was just a puppy. So yeah. went into a bit of a fight or flight mode. I actually had to grab the other dog by the scruff of the neck until the owner came out. So I had a puppy German Shepherd on lead in one hand and an adult male German Shepherd by the scruff of the neck in the other hand. It was, uh, it was Superman. quite an experience. <laughs> We've got the blood, the blood flowing. <laughs> hey, 100%. Hey, Dane. Do you ever sing when you're alone? What type of songs do you sing? I do sing when I'm alone. Um, I like I like singing in the shower. I know that's a bit of a um, what's the word? <laughs> if you if you sing in the shower, is your boy is your voice better? Cliche. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel it is. It, you get the acoustics of the the shower tiles. Okay. And Gooch you know- and I actually. Uh, one of our good friends, Andrew, um, we used to be in a band together and we recorded one one day in the bathroom. <laughs> it was great. In in the bath or just clothed? <laughs> oh, we, we went the full works, mate. <laughs> hey, Steve, if you were in a talent show, what talent would you show off? Uh, Creating sure. masks out of random material. <laughs> Being MacGyver. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you? What would you? What about you, Dane? <laughs> well, whenever I've been in a talent show, it's primarily been singing, uh, playing uh, guitar, and singing. I'd like to think I could do a dancing uh, talent show. I really yep. like dancing. I've, I've thought a number of times that maybe it's something I look into taking up. Um, you know, some form of contemporary dancing or contemporary hip hop or or jazz. I don't know. Yeah. I'd pick you to be break dancer. Yeah, same. Mark Wahlberg styles. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes. Can you, well, we I am hanging around with a funky out. bunch in you two. <laughs> can you dance, Stel? Would you say that you could? You can dance. Look, there was a stage there, I reckon, from seventeen to maybe thirty-one, that I thought that I could dance. Uh, I tried to rip out a few of the moves, but nah, I don't think I'm a good dancer. What about you? You've got some go-to moves, Steve. Yeah, I go the same stuff. It's pretty standard. It's pretty. It's pretty pathetic, to be honest. <laughs> You've got the old dip the shoulder and start swaying. That's a Stephen O'Callaghan uh, classic. Yeah, uh, Stell, I reckon you you are a bit of a you are a good dancer. Oh, um, thanks, Dan. Not in the sense that I pay to go and see you dance, but when I've seen you on the dance floor, you you look like you 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 fit. Thanks, yeah. mate. Sometimes I've been known to dance around comments as well. So, what's on your bucket list this year, Dane? Bucket list. This is real rapid fire by Stelio. Yes, Stelio's reading <laughs> right. off a topic generator or something. <laughs> we did say this was going to be a random show, but it seems like Stelio's coming with a with an agenda. Um, well, can you repeat the question? What is on your bucket list this year? Uh, so, my bu- in- uh, okay, it is to leave the five kilometer radius I'm currently confined to. <laughs> you might get that opportunity in about in about six weeks. You might. Um, bucket list is to run ten kilometers this year. Because I'm not running at all, so 10 kilometers would be great to be able to go run on a 10 k Yeah, that's That'd great. How about you, Steve? Um, Finish the painting? 
Oh yeah, that's that's a dream goal. Once that's done, I'll I'll, I'll be life's life's finished. Once that's done, I'm gonna I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna do with all my time. Um, oh, go to Antarctica this year. No, oh, <laughs> this <real>? year. Oh, <laughs> Steve, I don't oh. even know if you're coming to Templestowe this year. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, you haven't even true. been to our new places, and you're already planning an expedition to the southern <laughs> continent. But how cool Jeez. would Antarctica be? Like. <laughs> It'd be very cool. It'd be freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Where would what 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 about you, Stole, for this year? Have you got anything on your bucket list for th- for this year? What month yeah, get through it? the thirty five questions he's planned for us for this show. <laughs> hey, I think on my bucket li- list this year, I'd love to run another half marathon. I did one earlier this year, but I, I pulled up a bit um, tender from it. I, I'd like to I'd like to run another one. What stopped you from running the other half of the marathon at that time? At this stage, I think just... Well, you know, you said you ran a half marathon. Why didn't you just go and finish it? Because <laughs> I was falling apart. <laughs> I was falling apart and uh, I thought I was going to be okay, but I actually, I think I sustained a little bit of, a, of an injury after that, but so far everything is going well and good. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, you, you really went hammer and tongs at that running there. You were increasing your distance by about five kilometers each run. And, uh, and then you were surprised why your legs started hurting. Yeah. So how's your running going, Dane? So you're, you're not off the, onto the running yet? It's not going. It's I mean, going. I was doing, I was doing uh, run-through drills to increase the strength in my legs. Um, and I just, since in the last month, I haven't really, I haven't really done that. So yeah. looking forward to getting out there. And, what, and getting back into that. What did your guys' Saturday look like? Because, I mean, I was just painting, but what did you guys do? I mean, there's not really this, much to do. The Saturday this, that just passed. Saturday just went, yeah, Saturday or Sunday. What did it look like? Start to Not start to finish. Uh, not too in-depth, just, uh, just a quick run through. <laughs> I actually had a disagreement with my partner, Steph, on Saturday about how to make apple cake. That's that's what Saturdays have come to. Um, Does she use detergent? <laughs> hey, I've already put out an apology for the detergent <laughs> comment, and since the dish is sparkling, I use detergent frequently. But yeah, I think it just Saturday's problems and Saturday's decisions have have shifted from what they used to be pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, so had so who won the argument? Argument. I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Steph. Correct. <laughs> And as usual, she was probably correct as well. So that's it. I, f- I find that Saturdays, Saturday is probably my favorite day. Yep. I feel the calmest on a Saturday or Friday night, yep. Friday late afternoon and Saturday are the best parts of the week. I find I'm the calmest. Uh, you can just kind of do whatever, whatever comes up. Um, as Jake Owen would say, Saturdays are for doing what you want to do. Yeah. Is that his quote? <laughs> something like that. It's something lame. I don't quote know like that. who that is, and I've never heard that quote, but it sounds like a goodie. <laughs> sounds like something you just made up, Steve. No, no, it is. Look it up. Saturdays <laughs> are for doing whatever you want. I'm pretty sure that's his song. Hey, this one, like that. this one goes out to both of you. I'm wondering, do you have a scar from head to toe that you would be willing to share with the listeners the story behind it? doesn't have to be one from recently. It doesn't have to be a serious one. Anyone. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I've got a couple. I'm I'm laden with scars, um, but scars are what define you. They're nature's tattoos. Um, one that I got 
Was that was the same surfing. person that said Steve's quote? <laughs> or did nah. you also just make that up? I just made that up. Well, mine's from <laughs> a country right. artist, so probably not. <laughs> uh, I was surfing at Pambula one Easter. It was when I was in year 12. I was down there with some good family friends, the Williams family. So shout out to you guys if you're listening. Serena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and I was surfing and got hammered on a wave and the board flipped as I was coming down and my foot landed on the fin. So I've still got this, it's probably about two inch long scar on my, on my foot and it was pissing out blood. So I remember walking back up the beach to the caravan park and then to the campsite and I left a trail of blood. So that was a good 13 years ago and it's still, it's still quite, um, a dark scar. Yeah. So, how about you, Steve? You got a scar that you you got a story behind? Yeah, I got two on my face. I got two. One on my one on my on my forehead when I crashed my car, um, and then a couple of years ago I was swimming and oh. dropped, swam straight into <laughs> the wall um, because it, it wasn't my fault. My dad had moved. It's a hundred percent your fault. Yeah. Well, it was my fault. But um, <laughs> had you had a few. Charlie Brukowski's prior yeah, this was, to this. This was, this was the morning after, so I was just recovering. <laughs> and um, yeah, nah, that's still there. So, But other than that, still, was your question more about emotional scars or, or um, <laughs> physical scars? However you wanted to take it. And, and, and do you have any? I've got, I've got two on my knees um, from just back in the primary school days, probably playing too much Foursquare and... Too much um, <laughs> asphalt burns and carpet burns on the knees. I've got one on my wrist that I got actually from your family's house, Steve, when I was opening the fridge one evening in the outdoor area and I <laughs> fell down. There's a little cliff near the fridge. I don't know yeah, what shouldn't be that, there, man. the cliff or the fridge, or they just shouldn't <laughs> be near each other. And I've got another one just above my lip, which I got conveniently just before year 12 valedictory at a let's say at a at a at a high school function yeah <laughs> and i know stel you've you've mentioned in the past that you are quite self-conscious of that scar but I, we can put your mind at ease right here you ha- you can hardly notice it so <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't notice it at the moment there. anyway seeing as you're going to be wearing masks all the time yeah. and one one thing that i've noticed with wearing masks is I seem to make more eye contact with people. You kind of, if you're going to look at someone, you're forced to look them directly in the eye. Mm. Um, something that I've I realized that I wasn't very good at um, earlier this year was making eye contact with people. I found it always look down at their mouth when I was talking to them. I don't know if that was a bit of a self-confidence thing. Um, so I made a real effort to start looking at people in the eye and you make such a stronger connection. Yeah. And yeah, with the masks, have you guys noticed that, that you are really looking at people in the eyes? Yeah. I think, you know how some people can have a resting bitch face? Have you ever heard that expression? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you've got one. I've been told this before, but I think... I think <laughs> no, you don't. I'm just Thanks. Kidding. I think you can also have a resting bitch eye face in that... <laughs> Some people can look really piercing with just their eyes. Do, do you agree, or what do you? Yeah. Or do you think do you, you have friendly eyes? Yeah. Do you know what it is? If 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 someone's got like beady eyes, is that, is that the right <laughs> yeah. term? I think it's, yeah. it's quite like sharp, and yeah. I think that's the look of like, and especially if they they're not don't have a smile or anything, that's really well, if they do, really you can't see it. 
well, true, not at the moment, but yeah. You can you can smile with your eyes though. You can tell if someone's smiling by their can, eyes. Can you? Yeah, because you you like you get like as us we're getting older, you start to get those wrinkles around your eyes yes. and they go a bit moon shaped. I'm Speaking conscious yourself, of those. Dave. I'm very conscious of those wrinkles. And I'll tell you what, eyes are probably the most attractive feature that I find on someone. Yeah. So it's actually been a really good ex- social experiment. Um, and we made the comment that uh, a good friend, David Toscano, has sexy, sexy eyes. Uh, yep. Referring to the song there. <laughs> and just wanted to give a shout out to you, Dave. Um, Happy yes. birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday. Um you know, it's been another year. Unfortunately, we can't spend this one with you celebrating. You know, we'd usually be booking in a night either at uh, Fargo & Co. or the Carlton Club, either Friday or Saturday night. So we look forward to sharing a few um, beers with you down the track. But yeah, for now, I uh, hope you're enjoying your, your 31st birthday, mate. Yeah. Dane, what is an issue that you will always speak your mind about? Whether you are out with friends in the workplace or just talking with people you're not familiar with? Is there something that you will always speak up about? It's a good question, Stel, because I'm making an effort not to do that of recent times, you know, because I'm kind of, you know, you come to realize that everyone's got their own views of the world. Everyone's got their own perspective. I've got different perspective to you boys on some things. Um, it's okay to kind of, disagree with someone and not believe what they're saying but you yeah. don't I, my view is you don't need to make them feel wrong no or make a big deal out of it but that's just that's just where i'm coming from i mean i'm sure there's some things that in the moment if they really rub me up the wrong way i probably will speak up but i can't nothing comes to mind at this stage except for um that richmond are a better football team than carlton <laughs> uh, i'll speak my mind about that uh eight out of seven days of the week do you do you think it's a thing of not getting involved with it or avoiding confrontation. I think it, yeah, exactly right. So I think it's avoiding confrontation. I think it's also, we, we are respectful people. Yeah. Um, we've been brought up in families that respect are very respect, respectful of, of different views in the world. And I think that's kind of is why last week we referred to when workplace uh, politics got in the way, we kind of would avoid those. Hmm. Do you still? Is there anything you always always go for? Go for um, speak speak think, up about. I think I was coming to the question from a bit more of an angle of like in when you're talking within a conversation, do you feel like you are authentically representing yourself? Do you think you'll always speak up about certain qualities or values that you have? I think one for me personally that I didn't used to talk about a lot was probably the fact that I'm, you know, I'm a religious guy. I, um, and that was one, particularly through primary school and high school, I think midway through high school, I didn't really talk about it a lot. You know, um, I was brought up in a family that went to church every week on a Sunday and it wasn't people would ask what I'm doing on a Sunday morning. And I never really would be honest about it. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, as I've grown up, it's definitely a part of, who I am that I'm much more happy to speak my mind about and be true to myself about, particularly with you guys and close friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Oh, and that's great because that's made you the person you are today. Yeah. hundred percent. Someone you should be proud of. Um, and just going back, um, if someone's, if someone says something that I 
totally don't agree with. You know, it could be like something racist or yeah. sexist or something yeah. like that. I will, I will, yeah, speak up. I won't. You know, I'll just make make it known that I'm not comfortable talking about that. Yeah, and just kind of leave it there. But fortunately, you know, I don't really associate with with no. people that have those views. Yeah. Um, I'm really fortunate with the people that I do spend my time with. Yeah. And I mean, like, if, if, if either of us were at the footy and heard something racist or sexist or something that we overheard, I'm sure all of us would, you know, stand, put a word in, and 99% of people around you would back you up. And, you know, if, you know, security was to call, get called over and they would be, you know, ejected or whatever. And that's something you, I think we would all stand for. Exactly. And it, it's probably a loaded question that I came to you with, Dane, because when you were talking, it, there was some things that really rang true to me as well, like particularly around, you know, the workplace politics and not want, wanting to be too much of a divisive character but then on the other hand say you got to pick your time and place to to speak up sometimes if you're in a a dark alley or something and someone makes a racist comment it's probably a really dangerous situation to to speak up and you know you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position as well and that's probably when you get someone else involved like you said steve security or yeah yeah how many dark alleys have you been down still uh 32 what about you Dave? (laughs) Well, I've been down many, and I was actually walking down an alleyway today on my on my walk, and um, yeah, it's quite an eerie place, even in the daytime. So, nighttime, you know, I know you guys are kind of um, dark alley in the daytime. Dwellers. <laughs> what what would you refer to as a as a as a as a dark alley? Is that is it have to be a like a half a I, meter? I, half a meter. That's that's the width. I'd say yeah, so. it's like one of those ones you run down at night, can't find a toilet, and you go to the toilet. One of those alleyways is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, I know the ones. Yeah. Don't cop a fine, listeners. Especially about one AM. Um, yeah, especially there's lots. The there's lots in the city. There's lots in the city, isn't there? Yeah, there's a few around the G bung as well. A few fences and things like that. <laughs> Danos, what's something you wish you'd figured out sooner? That, oh, good question. That that's actually more loaded than the last one. I think. <laughs> Um, I think that every, okay, everyone is finding, you know, everyone is having struggles in life and everyone is having a hard time. So be kind because you don't know what someone else is going through. I think that's something we can all embrace. Yep. Um, because yeah, you may, you may get someone cut you off in traffic or give you the, the, the beady eyes, the evil eyes, the, the resting bitch face (laughs) eyes, but you don't know what they're going through behind the scenes so i think if yeah be kind to to whoever yeah Yeah. how much better would the world be if everyone figured that out before primary school that's a good point you raised there stella and definitely um brings up the need to include that kind of stuff in the curriculum in primary school and beyond about understanding other people understanding other people's backgrounds like you said before you didn't feel comfortable talking about your religion maybe if you made been made feel more comfortable in school that would have that would have had a profound impact on on you and it would have made you feel confident in speaking about that yeah i think about what uh, you were in the year level below us dane but for steve and i particularly from year 10 to 12 it really felt like the whole everyone was sort of friends with everyone and even though you had little clusters of people there was there was still a few heads that 
would look for trouble, but I'd say over 95% of the year level got along and it just made it so much of a nicer community feel at high school for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did have a really close knit group. I was kind of jealous of you going through high school because I, and it's funny because you boys are my, my closest mates now and our friend Andy Loke, he was in your year level. Um, David and Nicholas were in my year level. Um, but I think they would probably attest to the point that your year level was really strong and a real community feeling yeah. to it. We were strong because we had me in it, really. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, the, the pecs back in the day, I mean, they're the falling away. The mushroom haircut. <laughs> That's right. They're falling away these days, but uh, I pretty much held held the, our year level up with my shoulders. Oh like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, 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 massive, like your Northern Knights bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. He had he had the the 2006 cohort on his left shoulder and the Northern Knights bag on his right shoulder, and just yeah. <laughs> just waltzed down the Doncaster Secondary College hallways. Now, boys, six weeks of lockdown, you can't get a haircut. In the first lockdown, hairdressers and barbers were still open. What are you guys going to do? Are you going to resort to using the kitchen scissors or are you guys going to wear it out and maybe see what is left at the end of the six weeks on, on top of your head? Yeah, I'm I'm going for the man bun like our friend Andy. Um, yep. It's it's quite long, actually. I can tie it up at the moment. I'm just going to take off my uh, hat for yeah, you guys. Yeah, give us a so look. You see. All your listeners, you can't see, but you know it's quite long. It's short on the sides. Um, he's, he's rubbing it through his hair now. Oh yeah, definitely a top knot. I reckon that's probably about a month off looking half decent as a top knot. Maybe kind of. <laughs> so what does it look like styles. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's getting there. I don't know how well that's going down with the wife, but, um, we've got to push through over the next four or five weeks. I'm going to push through. I think it suits you, Steve, actually. I, I don't mind a bit of hair on top. Thanks, man. Uh, you mentioned Andy is growing the, the man bun, the top knot and, Andy and I were discussing in our group chat about making a pact because I've always said I wanted really long hair, but I always get to the awkward stage and I cut it off. And you boys know this. Yes. And I was looking back at photos uh, on Facebook through my 20s. And I think that was the dilemma I faced all through my 20s because I always seemed to have this half awkward stage haircut. It never looked decent. It was always in the in-between phase. It never looks so, awkward. I think that is purely between your ears. You 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 always look above like my a, ears. You look like a young Bon Jovi Dane. <laughs> so I said to Andy, do you want to make a pact that we don't cut our hair for the next six months at least? And if one of us does cut our hair, we have to donate money uh, a decent amount of money to a charity of the other person's choice. So yep. I've got to uh, finalize that with Andy, but I think that's a really, <laughs> really good way to kind of make me get past that awkward phase. I, f- I feel like there's good hairstyles these days that actually make long hair look good. And if you just, you know, cut the sides off a little bit, you can let the top go a bit longer. Whereas back in the day, if you wanted to go long, you'd almost have to keep the sides long yeah. and... Yeah, it would just turn out to be a mess. I saw a photo of you, Stel, uh, with your long hair this week, this week in the uh, group conversation, and um, that was that was interesting. You're going to go get back to that at any stage? Yeah, I know the photo you're talking of. There was more hair, and there was probably a bit more weight on my face <laughs> as well through that phase. As as uh, one of you guys likes to say, I was going through a bit of a, a cloud phase. I was, uh, I, was taking, I was taking a, a supplement called creatine. Which wasn't fully responsible, but did have a uh, was a factor in uh, 
yeah, how inflated I was. Has that got... Just like got, your ego. Has that got whey in it? Whey protein? Would I be able to have that? Because I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about turning into a cloud. <laughs> no whey, man. No whey. Oh, jeez. No, the whey is fine. The whey protein was fine. That was good for recovery. It was... And look, it probably wasn't just the creatine. That's probably me taking a bit of a, a the excuse path. I probably just did was was going through a bit of a bulking phase, and there wasn't a lot of cardio going on. <laughs> it was probably um, a lot of comfort foods. Thinking of comfort foods, what is your favorite comfort food, boys? Pizza, hands down. Pizza. I found a great pizza place just around the corner from my new apartment, and I was real skeptical because I've seen it. A number of times and i've never ordered from there i was going to stick to my safe pizza bella in mitchum which do a great pizza was it a real shop it was a real shop nice it was the best pizza i've had in a long time uh, nero's pizza in mitchum uh, and that's yeah that's my vice if i'm gonna have a cheat meal cheat meal um if i'm gonna you know hang up the pans and uh the the utensils for the night i'm gonna go and order some pizza put the backer right away Put the backer out, back in the cupboard. How about you, Steve? Uh, probably, probably chips. Chips, original. Yeah, just chips. Just, just a whole packet to yourself. Put them in a bowl Ooh, so that you make me. sure that. I've got to tell you guys a story. Yeah. Put them in a bowl. Make sure you finish that whole bowl to yourself. That sounds great. Not like David's never-ending bowl of crinkle cut. <laughs> He just kept filling up for us. What's your story, Stel? You've been going on about your story for months. Tell us your story live on the podcast. Here we go. Exclusive. Where's the exclusive banner? No, I will not be sharing the story in the podcast. Good try, Steve. What I will tell our listeners is it does involve a full packet of chips and we'll just leave it right there. And Stel, just before you tell us your favorite um, comfort food, you've got a great hack for eating the chips out of the bag which you de- demonstrated to us at Aries Inlet that was a great hack it kind you of like you invert one? the you invert the bottom of the bag and, and rest the chips on it yes. it acts as a as a bowl nothing goes better with um, double smoked Johnny Black in um, <laughs> a nice bag of uh, a nice bag of chips um, I'm thinking about getting a new phone in a couple of months I was having a look at my old phones the other day while I was doing some cleaning. I had a Nokia 3315 or a 3310. I can't remember which one it was. What what, what was your first phone, you guys? Uh, I remember mine. It was the it was a Nokia 2100. Was and that the brick phone? It, it, it actually wasn't as much of a brick as what Steve's was. The old okay. Boost Mobile 3315 with the, the beachy phone cover. Yeah. Um, it was it was quite slim, and it was an absolute ripper. Yeah, I, I remember going to my first party with my phone in the pocket and just feeling like the absolute bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's a great feeling. I could. What, was, yeah. what could I do? I could call my mum. That was it. <laughs> and play. And you probably didn't want to call her because that would have meant you were having to leave the party. What about you, Dave? I had a Motorola flip phone. I can't, it wasn't a Razor. But it was um, it was a Motorola flip phone. I got it for Christmas in year ten. I was a bit of a late bloomer with the old. Uh, I got mine. Phone. Oh yeah, you t- you late year nine. Yeah. Kids these days have mobile phones in primary school. Like mm. you probably can attest, Stell. I mean, but you see, you see kids in the pram looking at their iPads. It's oh, yeah. Uh, it's 
I mean, yeah, they're going to have these great skills they can use, but it's probably not a good idea because, you know, we, we're addicted to our phones. What is, and we didn't start using phones till we were 15, 16. Yeah. How's it going to be for a child that's been on their phone before their first birthday when yeah. they get to our age? It's going, to be, it's, it's going to be really hard to break that bond. Speaking of sticking to your phones, have you guys got any tips? I think I've been spending a little bit too much time on my phone. Have you got any tips for unplugging and just not maybe not unplugging, but yeah, just just switching off? Yeah, I've actually I had the same realization, Steve, that I was spending too much time on uh, my phone, and it tells you how many hours a day, and it was just getting ridiculous. Just going yeah. on Facebook Messenger the news website, Instagram, just for the sake of going on it every mm. 10 minutes whenever I had a spare moment. So really made the conscious effort this week to put it away, put it on silent uh, and just spend some time where I do stuff without my phone, without having to listen to music or listen to a podcast and just have some silence. Mm. And I found that really great. I, f- I felt a lot calmer this week and I don't feel the need to look at my phone as much anymore. I've kind of started to break that habit. Great. It's a it's a, it's a learned habit, I think, because yeah, like you said, sometimes when I go through phases when I don't use it as much, I crave it less. That then, as soon as you start to use it a bit more, you start to crave it a bit more as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I think I'm going to delete the Facebook app off my phone. It's a good call. Uh, and possibly Messenger off my phone as well, so that the only time I can look at Facebook is if I'm on the computer. As long as that doesn't stop the uh, steady flow of cooking tips when it comes to rice filtering through in the messenger chats, that was a good share. That was classic. I was what, I wasn't going to watch it. it? My sister, uh, so my sister posted this video in my family group chat, and it's about it's a split screen. It's a woman uh, from BBC Cooking Channel. She's teaching people how to cook rice, and then on the other side of the screen is a is an Asian guy, and he's watching the video and commenting and. She's instructing how to cook the perfect rice and he's commenting the whole time saying, that's not how you do it. Oh my God, <laughs> she's going to stuff this rice up. You don't do it that way. And it's classic. And she, At the end, he goes, how does this woman get a job on a cooking channel? <laughs> so who's right? Is it the, is it the, are they both right? Well, I think, I think um, the Asian man is coming from the more traditional way of cooking rice and right. the way that the lady describes is very, it's modern, but it, it just seems like there's too many steps. Yeah, um, I know we were talking about phones and I think something that what we used to do a lot more when we were kids was probably playing outside. And for me, one of my favorite smells is actually the smell of fresh cut grass, mm. um, particularly this time of year, um, you know, the footy's on. It, it just brings back good memories, makes me feel good. Do you guys have a favorite smell? Uh, probably popcorn at the cinema. But I mean, all, wait, all... hold on. Popcorn from the cinema? Because in an earlier podcast, you were made you weren't sure if you could get popcorn at the cinema. <laughs> I, I know you can get popcorn at the <laughs> cinema. I'm allergic to the popcorn from the cinema, <laughs> but it still smells great. And I think all good smells relate to an experience. Um, Definitely. Like the footy, the pie. Uh, you know the, the 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 grass, the you know playing outside. I think that I think they're all all related. But for me, it's definitely the uh, popcorn at the cinema. It's a great yeah, smell. It what is about a you? good smell. Mine would have to be um, the smell of rain after it's been a hot day. Oh, oh yeah. And you go outside, and like, there's it's just it makes you feel so calm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a similar similar feeling I get when I smell the freshly cut uh, grass as well. Um, yeah. There's also with with rain. Uh, I really like it just before it's about to rain as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You Is can that feeling- feel it in in Phil Collins in the air. Another another good smell is onion and garlic being fried. Oh yes, Ooh, that's caramels. a perfect that's a perfect smell. When if you if if you get home and someone's cooking and they they've just thrown that on and you walk into a house that smells just with the garlic and the onion. Oh, there's nothing better. There's a comedian. I think it's Cal Wilson, and and one of her stand up shows. She actually says that in her house she's got heaps of kids in her house at like five o'clock she just starts frying up onion and garlic she's not cooking anything she just wants the kids to come down out of the rooms into the kitchen <laughs> and she knows that that brings them down i love that That's it great. just reminded me my my cousin her name's desi she um enjoys making a coffee not to drink it she says that sometimes she'll make two or three coffees and just leave it there on the table for the smell of the coffee and um yeah wow just on that, I love the smell of coffee as well, but I drink yeah, it Yeah, I was <laughs> going to bring that one up. But does does she actually drink coffee or she just... She's not big on it. Sometimes she'll just make one and it'll sit there. Then she might make another one later. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> do you guys do you guys like the smell of candles? Yes. A scent in particular? Like scented candles, yeah. Like, do you like dusk, the shop? Oh, yeah. I do like dusk. Sometimes those smells can be a bit overwhelming because there's so many different... Yeah. Essence, uh, essence, is that the right sense? Life, um, in life the one is place. Essence. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Of an essence. That's right. That is the essence of the show. Um, uh, when you go into the shop, you probably, um, you know, you wouldn't tell the, the shop owner that it's overwhelming, would you? No. No. Probably not. I'd probably, just, I'd probably pass out before that happened. <laughs> um, now, boys, what are you guys going to be watching tonight right. after you've had your dinner? You're going to turn on Netflix? You're going to turn on the footy? What are you going to put on TV tonight? Footy for me. Um, weeknight footy's just just been loving it. But on Saturday night, I watched Sicario, uh, the the second edition of Sicario. Great movie. Great movie. So Emily Blunt? That? Yes, she's in the original. Have you seen the number? Have you seen the, the sequel? Nah. It's, I have. I think I have. Is she not in the sequel? Nah, she's not. Nah. It's not actually a sequel. It's more of like a, a second movie of it so you Do don't have to watch the first one. Oh, the, you took the words out of my that was going to be my question but is it a better experience having watched the first one yeah, though absolutely okay. yeah it's almost like um what's the movie where they're the they're the magicians they're the five magicians and they've got uh, oh yeah um that's um, not now you see me yeah now you see me yeah great great call well done um now you see me too i think i watched number two without seeing the first one and i felt like i didn't really need to see the first one but yeah it probably would have been a better experience, but it Sicario, adds. great movie on Netflix if anyone's interested. All right. I've got a uh, do yourself a favor I might just insert into this because I haven't oh, done he's got one, one for about two years. He's got one. <laughs> he's got one. Drum on roll. movies, do yourself a favor and check out The Accountant. Have you seen that movie? With Ben Affleck? Yes. Great movie. Good movie. Good movie. It was on telly the other night. Really good you, one. You like watching movies on telly. Because I, I can't find anything on Netflix. I'm sure. It's a bit like that. I have wasted so much time scrolling through. I've watched more of the menu of Netflix than I've watched the Netflix. I can't well, find it's anything. funny. It's funny you say that because now you've just given it to the the television to decide what movie you're going to watch. And you've got maybe a choice of two movies if you're lucky. Yeah. So that brings up the question. 
is there such a thing as too much Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm experiencing the same thing as you, Stel. I flick through the channels for ages and I end up just I start a few shows and then turn them off. And it's frustrating and you waste so much time. Here's my rule. Don't turn Netflix on unless you know what you're going to watch. The good then rule. how do you know what's on Netflix? Re- recommendations. Because Steve's got his list. And it's your about, list. And Steve's got a list that he's been compiling for the last 10 years about movie recommendations, music recommendations, Netflix yep. recommendations. So actually, just, it's a good idea. Just just work your way through it. Someone actually told me in a work meeting today, Den of Thieves. Have you ever, either of you guys seen that? No? Yes, it's with uh, Gerard Butler. Yes. Really good movie. Yeah, oh, it's a movie, is it? That that, yep, so that's added to my list. So what genre Saturday would you night? say that is? Action, thriller. Oh, I might try Sicario, Sicario and then I'll try Gang of Thieves. They're, sim- they're on similar levels, those two movies, I'd say. Yeah. Um. So what I've been finding is instead of watching Netflix... I've been turning the TV on for an hour at night. I've been watching 8 to 9 p.m. on 10 Peach. Seinfeld is on. I turn that off, and the last few nights I've actually just got a book out and read a book, and it's a great way to end the night. Are you boys reading anything at the moment? I mean, Steve, we know you're reading that um, one you recommended to do yourself a favor. Was was that Atomic Habits? Yeah, yeah. Are you reading anything else at the moment? Um, I have been reading, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Five... Seven highly effective habits. Effective habits of highly effective people. Or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I've only just started, <laughs> but it's uh, it's not too bad. Um, I think you recommended that to me, Stell. Or um, yes, yeah, yeah, reading that. It's it's a nice thing to do just before you go to bed. Are you reading it or the audio book? No, nah, reading. Nice. How about yourself, nice. Stell? Are you reading anything at the moment? No, nothing. Um, sort of paper-based most of my reading is just stuff in forums and um just a bit of general articles at the moment i think yeah my do yourself a favor for the week for you sal is pick up a book and have a read (laughs) give it a go mate what are you reading dane i'm actually reading the power of now by eckhart tolle um he's a bit of a new thought leader um the power of now is a book all about being present just Stop thinking about the past, stop thinking about the future and just be present now um, so you can actually enjoy the moment instead of letting your mind race. Um, I started great. reading this book a number of years ago and it just didn't really resonate with me then, uh, but I got recommended it again like, during the week, so I started reading it and really enjoying that. Yeah, that's nice. great. All right, well, 45 minutes went pretty quick. Um, it's been good chatting along. Um, anything else you need to throw in in our first midweek episode? I just want to comment on the sound quality of last week's episode, episode 19. Massive difference. So thanks again for the microphone, Steve. It just made a huge difference um, taking this podcast up a notch. There, there might have been a massive difference in the sound quality. Dane, how did you feel the difference was in the content quality? <laughs> Look, I mean, it was it was lacking, uh, but I think we've made up for it tonight because we've covered a number of topics thanks to your extensive list of questions. Steve, do you want to remind the listeners of our handles if they want to reach us? Yep, Lay of the Land Pod, and 
layofthelandpod at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch, ask us any questions, uh, give some feedback, we'd, we'd, we'd love it, and subscribe on uh, all your podcast providers. Great. Um, to you, David, Tanti Aguri, have a great birthday. What language is that? Italian, mate. Oh, sorry. I, I think had, that's how I you should... say it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have just offended all our Italian listeners. <laughs> Uh, very good well good good to catch up guys and um we'll see you on friday for episode 21 with benny ben morrison looking forward to having him on the on the pod he did actually post a comment in our group chat earlier saying that he's worried that he's going to um say something that he's going to have to spend the whole podcast defending and or regretting (laughs) i think we've had guests on this show that I'd be more worried about than Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. All right, guys. We'll see you on Friday. See ya. See you, guys.